You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. It's here, the long-anticipated follow-up to our 1987 breakout hit, Appetite for Thunder. The double podcast tour de force that is Use Your Delusion 1 and 2 is quoted in LA Weekly as a one-two punch that no one asked for. And the Chicago Tribune raves, I want my money back. Myself, along with Melissa Klink and her husband, were granted media access to this year's SC Comic-Con. In both this and the following episode, we give our after-action report from the floor of South Carolina's premier comic convention. Missy C.L. and Waters comes home to share her latest hit track, Made Men with the Thunder Fam. Everyone's favorite number one is finally unleashed by Beth and Kavika while Melissa joins them to scratch the surface of just a few of the painful realities still facing women today. Everything from public housing to talking in your sleep is on Mark's mind. Plus, Wheatley and Anthony jump on board to discuss Dragon Con, the recent re-edit of The Godfather Part 3, and a whole lot more. With his bitch slap rapping and his cocaine tongue, Dan finally got something done. Welcome to Use Your Delusion Part 1. Lightning lad, I don't need your civil war. Dun dun, dun dun. Just gotta let that thunder roll. Dun dun, dun dun. Thunder talk. Yeah, so hey everybody, welcome to Thunder Talk. Uh, on the phone right now, we've got Beth and Kavika Alo. What, what? What, what? 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 In the butt. <laughs> oh, no, I did not say in the butt. Ooh. I didn't know that's where we were going. Somebody I didn't know if it trouble. was that type of party tonight. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if I knew it was that kind of party, I'd stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, Samwell. Mark, how you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm great. I'm hanging in. Excellent. Uh, Anthony Arbizo. Howdy. Uh, making his long-time long, long listener, second-time caller, uh, joining us here on the Thunder Talk. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Anthony, everybody, Arbizo will be at DragonCon 2021. I, I, he told me about it. I couldn't resist. I need. I need to get out. Have you ever <laughs> been to a Dragon Con? No, Anthony? no. I've only. I've Holy only. Holy fuck! Think I did WonderCon. Man, a I don't years. know if this is. You can't. You cannot measure Dragon Con based on this year. I'm gonna it, tell you, like, give it a couple years to recover. Yeah. You, you know, but like, full don't, Dragon Con. Dragon Con is. It's amazing. I and, think this is gonna be enough Dragon Con. I, I think, think this is going to be people been put up for a year. They're going to they're this is going to be a probably a good one I would imagine. You know what Anthony, you're going to be coming to an interesting one. Kavika, yeah, you actually you have like 70% of a point on that. I am like, just saying is, like there will be there won't be it won't be as much. It I won't mean, be the same. It, it won't, won't be, be the same. same this is going to be a very unique Dragon Con. Because they're going to try it to really put things will. in place. I'm Hopefully, I mean, we'll be vaccinated and Fucking everything. Yeah, we'll yeah. But I, I just wondered, like, will we need to be uh, vaccinated again? Who knows? But, you know, that's a long time away. 
I'm just saying, new information comes out. <laughs> who the fuck knows well, what happens? Don't ruin in this. this world. <laughs> like this is, I we're still living in, in a weird dimension. Uh, you it's know, fucking a, fucking a. So like, absolutely. I have technically requested off from Dragon Con, and I think Beth has Good. too. Yeah, you have. So we uh, we we have requested off, um, and we. Uh, you know, I got. Do you guys frequent- want your own room? I might. I mean, you might be able to get your own room at DragonCon right now. We have to have our own space. I know. I might. I'm fucking. I'm old and fat, and I walk around naked all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. We That's all me know. without kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I. I need. You know. The girls have got to breathe, and yeah. I need to. I, we'll talk. I, we'll talk away from keyboard. <laughs> we'll talk away from keyboard. I might know this Dragon Con rideshare group that can get you your entirely own private, just straight up room. Hey, I, I so well. <laughs> I was like, hey babe, should we stay at the Ritz Carlton? You know, because there, there's a Ritz Carlton. Like, no, oh, it's right there. It's, it's right, right across. There. It's right but, like across from the west. From the western. Yeah. It's like right fucking there. It's like right next to the Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I will say there is from the Hyatt. There's a lot to be said for where we kind of stayed last year, or was it the year before? Anyway, outside where, of the green zone, outside of the green zone, where you can like get away from the press of people, and then you just like, oh look, I'm just gonna run over here to Starbucks, and there's not a fucking line. And fucking you, civilian, you fucking you know, civilian. And, and then you know what you do. Whatever, you can either dude. Basic, walk, basic, or you can, <laughs> or basic. you can get in an Uber and you're just right back in the press. But then you're mm. like, you know what? I, I'm done. It is two two a.m. You know, put me in an Uber. It's three minutes away. It was pretty nice. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was good. I have no respect for you. <laughs> well, I mean, like Any, so, anything hey, you just said, I've got no no respect. Dan, Dan will just like he will oh, wear no. the same. Dan will sleep in a ditch. Yes, I'm a possum. Sleep I'm a motherfucking <laughs> possum, dude. Yeah, I will we'll, fucking. Yeah. We'll I will get into your garage and I am not leaving. No, yes. no, no. See, quite seriously, I and I, I know knowing Dan will not change clothes. And it's the same clothes. Hey, fuck you. He, no, he, no. That's he bullshit. He is the trash that's panda bullshit. of Dragon Con. Yeah. He'll talk his way into it. That room. is I, goddamn. You know what? No. That's scurrilous. I was trying to be fun, and you. That is not true. I was the best smelling motherfucker any of you fucking sniffed at Dragon Con. Mark, fucking back me up here. Come on. You think Mark was sniffing you? You're yeah. insane. Mark would have, dude. Mark and I. Mark and I spent a lot of Dragon Con together. Yeah. And I, I was. Come on. No, I was showering on the reg. No, I, was, I, I I know you yeah. were. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. He, dressing like good. a homeless person. Okay. <laughs> dressing that's, like a no homeless big person. Deal. Staying that was his cosplay. In a, staying but in a, a clean, warlock but cave. A, but a clean homeless person. <laughs> and no, dude, that place did not fucking smell like a warlock cave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking up cigarettes, it all smells the same. Every, every, yeah. No, every time I hear, just have a sense. I don't trust the smoker to know what they smell like. Sorry, Dan. Hey, as a man of science, hey, I've got to concede to that. Okay, hey, and you know what? And and the question marks continue, and that's what science is really all about. It's not about answering questions so much as unlocking new questions. So. Oh I'm right God. there with you it's on that. It's getting so deep. I can hardly breathe. 
Let me just tread my fucking flipper. Oh, just roll your fucking D20 fucking against yeah. Constitution, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> with disadvantage. But we this I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll do something with the ESO network. You know, there's the party. We might try to stay a little bit longer this year, but you know, Beth runs out of steam. And it, it luckily if you put enough alcohol in me like i'll go until i die and then no, i've got yeah. proof i've i've seen it i've seen i've seen i've seen kavika i've seen beth had to like step in and yeah. take a, a command of kavika unit alpha one okay because sometimes kavika unit alpha one needs needs executive override she had to okay. go the sun's getting low That's the fun. sun's getting yeah. low exactly <laughs> exactly exactly i'll i'll i'll, I'll get you out banner don't worry yeah 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 executive alpha override I, I, that that's your new name, by the way. And starring Executive Alpha Override Kaviki Unit Megazoid. <laughs> My daddy says ESO Network is the best podcast network, but I don't know because I don't listen to my dad. Is that how that goes? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't even know what that means. I love it. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Hello, everyone. Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. And <laughs> let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. South Carolina Comic Con. <laughs> You're listening to this several days after South Carolina's premier comic book convention here in Greenville, South Carolina. And Melissa and I, both fully deputized media representatives, uh, had a really good first day. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, I'm just amused by when you say fully deputized, you're doing like a crossing, like you're blessing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Mike Faber at the ESO Network got Melissa Adam and I all media passes to SC Comic Con this year. And we certainly want to thank the <laughs> been, ESO Network. I've been baptized as a born again ESO. <laughs> so go ahead and praise or sanction me as you will. <laughs> Do I at least get some flavorless cookies? Oh, uh, no. Hey, you know what, though? If you look at the ESO contract, and I think if you go back to episode 20-something, maybe even teen-something, uh, you get a copy of Phil Collins' No Jackets Required <laughs> as a member of the ESO network, and, um, and a whole chicken. Uh-oh. And a whole chicken. And again, it's not like, is this thing alive? Do I need to feed it millet? Isn't that what they call chicken feed? Um <laughs> Or is it like one of those Walmart rotisserie chickens that you get? Because, you know, you're half loving your family, but half like calling it in. Like, you know, but it's like at a reasonable price. What, seven bucks? <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's benefits. There's benefits of being a part of the ESO network, definitely. So, Melissa Klink, uh, yeah, hereby deputized at SC Comic Con 2021. 
Dan Clank here, reporting for the ESO Network at Earth Station One at SC Comic Con, South Carolina's premier comic book convention. Joined by Adam Weston, Sexy Thor of Thunder Talk and Ring of Thunder, and of course my lovely wife, Melissa Clink, or you could actually call me her lovely husband, uh, Mister Melissa Clink. Let's uh, let's go talk to some people. Let's go see how everyone's feeling. Getting back into the groove of this whole comic book convention life. You wanna you wanna start us off? You want me to jump us in? I'll go. Alright. SC Comic Con, but now it's a party because Sexy Thor is finally here. Oh hell yeah, that's right. Sexy Thor is now stomping around in the house here at SC Comic Con Greenville's premier comic convention. I'd say South Carolina's premier comic convention, yeah. Finally. Sexy Thor has returned to Comic-Con. That's right. Man, it has been some days since we have walked the floors of a con. 25 months. Are you serious? Yep, because last one was March 2019. That's right, yeah. yeah. So here we are, back again. Guess who's back? Back again. You should see the dance I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, let's hit the floor, yeah? Yeah. Let's see what's happening. We've got Green Arrow and Wonder Woman in the house right now. Uh, you mind telling us a little bit about your cosplay? Um, I've been doing Green Arrow for two or three years now. Um, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, costume's a little warm. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's fun. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite superheroes that doesn't have powers. Yeah, right, right, right. I thought it was cool how the CW kind of crafted their whole DC universe around the guy. Yeah, I, I like how he's a little little darker in the DC right. universe, too. Because um, in the comics, you know, he's a joker. Because uh, right. his main weapon's like a punching bag arrow or whatever. Exactly. Um, I just, I like seeing that more dark brooding side of Arrow. Well, you've kind of got the dark brooding outfit to go with it, so... Yeah, the, the, uh, the outfit's from uh, Season 8 okay. of the show. Right, so cool. right, be- right before he became Spectre. Excellent. So. And Wonder Woman. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, what went into putting your outfit together. All right, well, I've been cosplaying since 2016, um, right around when the first movie came out. Okay. And I saw Gal, and I was like, wow, someone I look like. And right. so I just went with that. And actually, we're here with Pencil Portraits by Mel Rivera. Okay. So we come and we cosplay for him and, and his booth. Um, but as far as my costume goes, it's been bits and pieces from different Comic Cons that I've been to. So. Okay, very cool. You're both certainly on point. Uh, how's it feel after, you know, the, uh, with, the with the pandemic and the whole uh, the pandemic and you know, the lockdown? How's it feel to kind of get back out there again with, uh, with, with your people, so to speak? Yes, it's been so good because I haven't been able to wear my outfit in a year and a half since <laughs> the last Comic-Con and, you know, in South Carolina in two years. So I, I felt like I was breaking free. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to get back into the uh, the outfit and walk around and interact with everybody. Um, just to see some of the kids' faces light up and, and the adults are like, oh my gosh, it's Green Arrow and Wonder Woman. And right. Yeah, and uh, I've been doing small things here and there, a couple of photo shoots, but nothing this big. I've definitely missed the environment right. and being able to hang out with all the fans and just, just see everybody's reaction and everything. It's it's fun. The kids make it worth it. To yeah, see their definitely. face is, is worth it all. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, now we as adults, we put all this time and money and effort and thought 
into how we're going to look and show up at these things. And it's the kids. Yep. It's the kids. It's all about the kids. About the kids. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Inspiring little girls is what I'm... You know, uh, if I see my daughters here, my wife, uh, definitely got to get another picture of you and her right. if they Sounds pass good. around. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, hey, thank you both. Thank you both very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I have on good authority that Wonder Woman's father is an amazing artist uh, located right here in Greenville. Sir, if we could have your name and, uh, and what you do. Hi, I'm Mel Rivera, and my business is Pencil Portraits by Mel Rivera. So people ask me all the time, uh, Mel, your, your work is so detailed and so photorealistic. I said, well, not a comic book artist, although there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a portrait artist that likes to do comic book characters, pop culture, and, and movie culture. So, right. um, so that's what I've been doing it probably now for about 15 years. Okay. I have a studio in Simpsonville, South Carolina, right. where I have a gallery and a studio, and now I have a classroom there. So now I even offer courses in uh, graphite drawing. Oh, very cool, very cool. So tell us about some of your drawings here and uh, just the general inspiration to kind of go this direction, comic okay. characters, Hollywood and so whatnot. Let, let me start off with here because it's easy to, for me to get to. So this was the Batgirl. Okay. And um, the effect that I did on this that makes it so cool looking is that I do the camera eye effect. So oh, okay. either you're looking at the face or you're looking at the hand. Right. So if you look in the face, everything else is kind of blurred out. So it's like in a movie camera. Okay, so it's you're, you're, you're getting the shot. You're getting you're the getting eye the like, a, right. You're getting the shot just like you would be doing if you were looking through a camera. Right. So the camera's going to either focus on what's close or what's far away. Right. And so that's a real... So most of the time people draw a sharp, it's really hard to draw a fuzzy. Right. And to make it look good. Right. Uh, no, this is amazing. Uh, everybody, uh, I've been saying it all day, go creep our Facebook. I'm going to take some snapshots of our friend's work here. Here, uh, here are my, this is my Wonder Woman inspiration. That's Linda so, Carter right there. Linda Carter and Gal Gadot. So, um, you got all the Wonder Womans. Yeah, I got both of them. Hey, everybody. So where can everybody find you so they can uh, you know, go online and purchase okay. all the Wonder Womans? Okay. So uh, I have a Facebook page and I have a Facebook shop. Okay. So it's Pencil Portraits by Mel Rivera. Okay. And I have an Instagram that's at Mel Rivera 101. Old school okay. 101. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so if you're an uh, Instagram fan, it, you, know, you can see how to get to me uh, for right. Facebook. I believe there's a link there that you can click on. Sure. And if you're on Facebook, just Pencil Portraits by Mel Rivera. Ronald, hey, thanks a lot, Mel. Man, Good talking to you. Thank you guys for coming by on this busy, busy Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right, yeah. This is, this, is, this is how I go to church right here. <laughs> there you go. All right, man, cool. So if you hear that jingle right now, that is our puppy scratching himself and vibrating his collar so yeah you know that that's you know working as intended and just sets the ambiance for yeah no everyone's Thunder asking <laughs> like we're, we're i mean okay we crushed the Miami international sci-fi film festival like what a year and a half ago yeah it feels like it <laughs> and the reason is this isn't my fault this time everybody beth and kavika have just have adopted a show puppy a show dog yeah uh named Riker. yeah yes yeah. And they don't they don't care about you they don't care about me they don't care about anything no. right now but Riker so it's well I mean he he will fuck your shit up Riker's like, the he, only he will... one that'll 
piss and shit on our floor right now. <laughs> You're not coming over and just like destroy our furniture. Yeah, so. no, that, that used to be Kavika. Yeah. Now it's Riker. <laughs> now Kavika's watching Riker going, oh, I shouldn't just. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm implying, like, you'd be like, ha ha, Kavika rips up the furniture. But what I'm really implying is that you just kind of shit on the kitchen floor. Yeah, I, I haven't done that in years, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> She's housebroken now. It's, she has I been mean, for it's taken years, time. but, you know. Are you going to, so when, when you enter it in the um, Chuck Wagon Gravy International uh, Qualifier Semifinal Trials, are you gonna put a you gonna put a Flutter Talk badge on the side of his uh, oh. or her? Uh, is it a him or is it a her? It's a him. Anyway, are you gonna like NASCAR that shit? Is what I'm saying. Um, you can't I mean, do that when you're showing them. Yeah, not not uh, not in the ring. And besides, rich people like some of these dog people. They they don't do that, right? It's, it's all <laughs> they need sponsors, man. <laughs> Fucking Winston cigarettes, dude. Fucking yeah. Come they on. They don't do that. They don't. They don't. They don't pa- uh, paint on a thing to the side of their dong, and you know. And actually, we we have uh, we have a handler, so we're not even going to go into the ring. You oh know, damn! We, we're we're going to pay some, somebody, you know, to t- take them. You guys are pro dogging right now. This is how you professionally dog, everybody. So, Up your game. Yeah, and, and like so, there's a circuit around here. It's called the Death March, <laughs> and it starts oh a couple states away, and it goes like all through the area, like Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Louisiana. It's like this giant circle of like twenty dog shows, and so I don't know. We we might we might put them in it, but it costs like you know you gotta think. You're going to be paying your handler, and you pay them more if you win, right? Oh, yeah, because they won for you. (laughs) Well, yeah, so there's a tip involved and yada, yada, yada. But all all kinds of things, you know, so just to do this, each show is going to cost, you know, close to $1,000. What uh, rank does, uh, does Riker have to achieve in order for you to break even? No, there's no breaking. There's no. This is there's no. No, what if you get the blue even. ribbon? What if you get the first prize? Well, I mean, he'd have to, he'd have to go all the way to like Westminster, sponsored by Yukonuba. <laughs> you fucking people know Yukonuba. <laughs> fucking Yukonuba, right? Yeah, fucking white people. I mean, he'd have to go really high. And white then... people in their fucking schnauzers. <laughs> <laughs> But you know he's he's a really easy dog to train. He has the look, he has the attitude, that kind of thing. So he doesn't just sit in a chair. He like completely throws his leg over the chair, over the back of the chair, <laughs> over the yep. back of the chair. Yeah, exactly. And just and just yeah. fucking and just plops nuts. Yeah. He fucking he's always got to cock that leg up on something. Yeah. yeah. He's got he's got the tools. He's got the talent. So where do you find a handler? I think I might need one for my dog. Well, uh... <laughs> Wait, am I the dog? We or joined you? a kennel yeah. club. Yeah, you have to join a kennel club. Give <laughs> <laughs> me in a kennel club, man. They'll give me something to do. They'll give me people I can like hang out with during the day that maybe I can relate to. They might de-louse you for me. Good, good luck de-lousing <laughs> this, man. <laughs> he is a louse. Hey, love it or leave it, man. 
America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's just something that we're giving a shot. We're, you know, he'll he'll go as high as he can go. Well, you know, just like if it was your child, right? Right. You're gonna support them if they could go to Harvard. You will figure out a way to send them to Harvard. Yes, yeah, you will. Right. You know. You'll even get them on a fucking rowing team. You'll even pay the admissions uh, person one hundred fifty thousand dollars under the table because you're what was was it Aunt Well Aunt Jess Aunt Becky Aunt fucking Aunt Becky Yeah, I'll Aunt Becky that shit for my kids. Like I can relate to her on that level. I mean, she's total one percent her swine. No, I understand her trying to do the most for, her, but you you have to like support something that deserves the support, right? It's kind of like <laughs> there's. <laughs> no, that's real, man. If your kid's a fuck I, up, dude. I mean, I, I I mean, if the child is showing the motivation, the intelligence, right. the athleticism, all these things, right? Then you will do your due diligence and help them climb the whatever Mount Everest that they have, right? If they'll if they'll shunt the warp core through the deflector array, <laughs> yeah. then it's like, yeah, Absolutely. I'll fucking Aunt Becky, dude. I'll fucking. I'll get yeah. you. I'll get you into that Yukonuba sponsored. <laughs> it's frustrating because she has two daughters, I think. Yes, but I know the one is like an influencer and stuff, and didn't really want to go to college. But mom like set well, that up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Didn't have good grades. Wasn't really trying. Always flaunting her. You know, like those those types of attributes. She raised a fucking terrible person. <laughs> She well, was a bad mom all around. It's not necessarily that, but it's like if your kid is not a great student, your kid already has this. She already had the influencer thing going on. So it's not like her daughter was doing nothing. Oh, yeah. She yeah. she already basically had a career as an influencer. And then her mom's like, well, you're going to college, which it's good that her mom wanted her to go to college and have that. Yeah. But she didn't need to like cheat her way into a college that she didn't want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, yeah, everybody be looking out for Riker at the dog show. <laughs> He'll be the one with the Thunder Talk logo on it. Breaking new ground <laughs> advertising wise. <laughs> Tell you can yeah. man. They just, they just jump yeah. on that money train. Come on. You could just shave it into the fur. Oh, yes. <laughs> but then yes. lose. You can't no. shave it in Dude, his fur. No, 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 no. Uh, 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 what, what's the saying? All press is good press. <laughs> so the only way, That's you know, not like how the dog way shows work, the way confirmation works, right? So confirmation is conformity conformity to the breed standard so your breed whatever breed that is has a standard this is the attributes that they look for in a dog like the height the the coloring you know all these things right so your dog immediately cannot have whatever disqualifiers that the the standard displays so they say if it has black in it at all or you know all any of these three things, and it's automatically disqualified. You can't show the dog. Don't ever step into a ring. Your, your dog is shaping up to like <laughs> hit that Fibonacci swirl. Yes, absolutely. You know, and so it, you're actually not versing the other dogs. You're versing the standard. What 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 is Riker? He's what? a Brittany. A Brittany. Brittany. Hmm. Yeah, he's a Brittany bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Britney alone. 
Fucking that's real though. Just Free fucking Britney. back off, everybody. <laughs> Let her have access to her own money. Yeah, dude. She earned that shit. She fucking earned you it. Know? It's her she money. She earned it. My God. <laughs> she earned it. Did earned you say it. earned it? Yeah, I said that for wow. but yeah. <laughs> She earned it. It's hers. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's Amanda Bones. And I'm Ashley. Of How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, the podcast on the Count Out Wrestling Podcast Network, a weekly show where we talk about all of our favorite things, babes, blood, and brutality. We also talk about other fun things, like is Kenny Omega finally too tan? And how much blood is too much blood? Because that looks like way too much blood. (laughs) So join us on the adventure of teaching me, Amanda Bones, about wrestling. Yeah, I did my uh, first interview today. Yeah, you did. Tell us about it. Well, we uh, we stopped by an artist booth. Her artwork had caught my eye. She was making jewelry and armor and things like that from chainmail. Hello, this is Melissa Klink. I'm recording with Thunder Talk. We are here at the SC Comic Con. Hi, what's your name? I'm Jen. Zen Jumps Chainmail. Zen Jumps Chainmail. Yeah. Awesome. That's a very cool name. <laughs> so how did you get into um, using chainmail for jewelry? Uh, well, I've always been interested in chainmail just from going to like Renaissance fairs. And uh, I was looking for a new hobby one day and I found a book on how to make chainmail. Uh, picked it up and just kind of ran with it. Wow, nice. And uh, so you were saying that you get all these beautiful, brilliant colors by um, passing electricity through the metal? Yes. Uh, So that's true for uh, titanium and niobium, two different metals. And um, most of the colored pieces on my table are one of those two metals with a few exceptions, like the uh, big scale male pieces are aluminum. Um, But most other colored pieces are either titanium or niobium. Oh, wow. Yeah, the results are beautiful. And I see some uh, variations of colors and even some that have a a sort of a rainbow effect. (laughs) It's really awesome what you can do with it. So where do you get the supplies for your art? Um, there's a few suppliers I get it from. Uh, the biggest supplier is up in Canada called the Ringlord. Um, I get a pretty good portion of my supplies from them. Oh, wow. And uh, you, you uh, I believe you were talking about being uh, interested in uh, recycling things to make your jewelry? Uh, yeah, I um, try to find components. Pretty much wherever I get some stuff from like marine hardware stores or just whatever looks cool that I think I might be able to incorporate I just kind of use it it's a very green option I love it <laughs> I'm currently switching um, website hosts so my website's down but it's zenjumpschainmail.com um, I do also have a, an Etsy shop which is zenjumpschainmail.etsy.com Awesome. Yeah, you uh, everybody, you got to check out this stuff. It is beautiful, and I'm thinking about purchasing a piece myself. Thanks so much for talking to me. <laughs> Thunder Talk exclusive. <laughs> you know her, you love her. Making her triumphant return, C. Ellen. Thunder Talking on the Thunder Talk. What up, bro? Hey, man. Say, man. CL is in this thing, man. OG Thunder host right here. So how you yeah, been? What you been up to? What you been getting into out there in Colorado? Already making plenty, plenty of music. Boss moves only. 
So tell us about this uh, new fire you've been dropping lately. One song a week. I let the fans pick their own favorite song. My favorite song right now is Made Man because that's my lady's favorite song. Mm. So you always got to go with the lady's favorite choice. So I want fans to hit me up on my IG, on my social media, listen to the songs I've been dropping once a week. Let me know what your favorite one is, and we're going to shoot a video to it. Hit me up if you need to figure out how to hit C. Allen up. I know where to find her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know all your little hiding spots. (laughs) So speaking of which, where can everybody find you out there? Man, I'm on IG at Waters Why You Live. Waters Why You Live. You can find me on Facebook. It's just Missy, M-I-S-S-Y. Rap name, C. Allen. S-C-E-L-L-O-N. I'm on everything. You type that in, you can find me. Dropping new tunes, dropping new videos once a week. We stay working. If you're in Denver, hit me up. That's right, dude. She'll put you to work. Oh, yeah. Real fast. <laughs> what are we playing tonight? What are the good people hearing tonight from you? Man, they got to hear made, man, because like I said, that's the ladies' favorite, so we're going to go with that. We got to keep the ladies happy. Stay down, send me 
coming to America. Your bitches wishing for a fairy tale. All my haters wish they could see me get on this plane, skip all the cities I'm with, counting hundreds and fifties. All love, some come with it. My city don't have a pity. Rolling the baddest is what pops. You shaking the empty box, diving in the bag. Sad. Let's go spend some money. Team with some honey, your team is not a hundred. The luggage you carry is too heavy. You cannot afford losing support it. This is a 30-second ad spot for the Black Market Toast podcast where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. What? Well, it means we either listen to or watch a movie or TV show or piece of music and then it's not like we just use whatever media we pick as a conversation starter (laughs) well because it's fun okay listen to it on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on facebook or something howdy this is cowboy jim and i'm here to talk to you about the cigar nerd podcast nothing i like more on the old dusty trail than sitting down and listening Two good old boys who smoke cigars and talk about nerd things like movies and TVs and comic books and all that stuff. So saddle up and ride on over to CigarNerdPodcast.com. They're also on the ESO Network. Yeehaw! In the year 2525... I am looking forward to the convention... I can't wait to see every one of everybody. You should be spitting in each other's mouths, everybody. Time. Hopefully, you know, there'll, there'll probably be some booster shot in November. We might be living in a whole new jungle of, of disease. Yeah, I just assumed it was going to be like the flu shot and we'll just be, you know, re-upping on a regular basis, which is fine. In the I'd year rather, twenty five die from COVID. If man is still alive. Sing it, baby. If oh. woman can survive, Amy, you ever heard that song? I'm gonna edit all of that. <laughs> no, but I remember Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. Yes, in the year twenty five twenty five. Go Google that shit. That's actually a '60s yeah. song, and it goes all the way to the year ninety five ninety five. Forty five, forty five. Ain't gonna need your teeth. Won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you. It is an epic folk rock uh, journey. You need to Google that. But I'm talking about the TV show Cleopatra 2525. The theme song is the 60s folk rock song. And Cleopatra 2525 lasted two seasons. And it starred the woman who was also the second officer on Firefly. Firefly. Yeah. I don't remember the, uh, the actor's name. But she did both. Very uh, radically different characters. Okay. I believe her first name is Gina. I believe that's her name. I can't remember her last name. I'm a failure. Uh, Thunder Talk Pod or uh, Thunder Talk Podcast, gmail.com. Everybody, uh, be the first <laughs> to tell us this, and you'll be the first <coughs> to tell us. To tell us. And we'll and we'll tell and we'll tell everybody that you did. I promise you that. Gina Torres. Hell yeah. I remembered her name was Gina. I had that part right. Gina Torres. Dan is dying. Dan is dying. The puppy's awake and probably needs to go out to pee. (laughs) We're all dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm dying. Some of us quicker than others. 
like Dan. <laughs> yes. I mean, hey, he's just right. Hey, right now, Thunder Faithful, he's just enjoying his. That's not <laughs> as funny in front of my wife, you guys. <laughs> my evil plan is working. <laughs> if my ghost shows up and barfs on you, go look for the video under my bed, okay? Okay. <laughs> Oh Guys. no no! I I'm too smart to go for that. Like you know, pouring the pine saw in your soup. No, you crap. grind up glass. You grind up glass until it's a fine dust, and you put it in your fucking salad dressing. This is what you do, <laughs> and you keep doing that. I mean, you got to grind that shit up to like a powder. But if yeah, Dan offers you salad. Don't yeah, Dan, eat I mean, it. Like, don't, eat don't eat it. it. Oh wow. my god! So dark. He's been making me a salad every day. I have been. <laughs> I make Melissa's lunches. Yep. Yeah. Tables have turned. I, I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm suddenly terrified. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get this. Get this. Are you guys ready for this? I pulled up Cleopatra 2525 on Wikipedia. Gina Torres sang the theme song for the show. No she, shit. She performed in the year 2525. Damn. But also, I never saw the, the pilot episode, so I didn't know this. But the plot of the show is... 500 years into the future, she will enter a world where machines rule the earth. Mankind has been driven underground, and Cleopatra is about to discover there's no place like home. When complications arise during her breast augmentation surgery, 20th century exotic dancer Cleo is put into suspended animation. I didn't know that she was a stripper and she had complications during her breast augmentation I mean, like, surgery. And that I mean, was the beginning of the show. So she, she's crazy. basically the stripper version of Fry. They were willing to spend billions of dollars on this woman to sustain her. For however long until she comes out of stasis. <laughs> well, we can't a waste a good rack like that. $6,000 boob job. <laughs> well, plus, she didn't even pay for the boob job if she got put into suspended animation and woke up 525 years in the future. No, and wow. then she becomes like a future like wasteland freedom fighter. Hell yeah, she does. Fucking yeah. a, she does. What streaming service? Do, who do I have to? Who do I have to fuck around know. here to get? Uh, I don't know. Me let's, some clip patch twenty five twenty five. Let's look on Amazon and see what Amazon says. I remember we stayed at the Anaheim Hilton cross street from Disneyland, and I was in the pool with my kids, and there was always a business convention because there's always a business, and there's always these business people, and this woman. Laying out, loudly saying, as though this was a 1980s Oliver Stone movie. Who do I have to fuck to get a drink around here? <laughs> With a drink in her hand. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you can watch it on Tubi for free. Write that T-U-B-I. down. T-U-B-I. Tubi. Uh, I think they're constantly advertising for it on our Roku, so. Tubi? We got Tubi on the Roku. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I don't have to fuck anybody to get Cleopatra 2525. <laughs> Perfect. So 
you know what my new obsession has been? What's that? Um, so I have a subscription to the New York Post because I always like their covers because there always seems to be a step above. Um, it's, it's not like, it's not as bad as the Inquirer, but they come pretty close with some of their headlines. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. It's almost like our version of uh, the UK's uh, The Sun. Right. And so what uh, what has been going on? They've been doing all these celebrity stories of celebrities living in L.A. having to slash the price of their multi-million dollar mansion or mini mansion. Oh, okay, Right, right. The interesting thing is, you know, so you kind of get an inside look at what a lot of these houses look like. Sure. And I'm telling you, they all seem to look alike. Oh, you know, like um, one of the houses was Ellen DeGeneres's. Today, they are talking about John Legend's house. And then there's been a bunch of others. But the common factor seems to be that they've all had to take price cuts on their homes. So you're talking about some of the most expensive real estate here in North America. Right. Now, they're still making a profit, but not as big of a profit. Because they always make a profit, damn it. Right, right. Yeah, but not as big of a profit as they hoped. And then there was this side story that uh, Rosie O'Donnell, whose house is in New Jersey, she had been trying to sell this home for five years Mm -hmm. and was having difficulties. And she lost money on the property. And the deal that she made in order to get the house sold. The name of her first of her third child, as in (laughs) the price is whatever zero, 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 the real estate plus. We have full corporate naming rights to two-thirds of the child's name. This is my son, Doritos Cool Ranch Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you know, it could be uh, like Christopher Cool Ranch. No, no, it's nothing like that. But, like, they're, they're putting in aff- affordable housing. So, wait, Mark, you're saying public housing is in, like, we're talking about these top neighborhoods getting called right. out for being so exclusive cost-wise, which we know is linked to property tax, and we know fucking Mm -hmm. property tax is how you determine the budget of a public school. Another episode. Mm -hmm. Those (laughs) motherfuckers... Those neighborhoods... Those neighborhoods. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start printing pamphlets and taking to the streets, people. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dial it back. Those neighborhoods are now being called out for having no public housing. Whoever came in and, and bought the, the property, I guess part of the deal was, well, we're going to buy the property, but we are going to probably demolish the property and make, you know, affordable housing. But, you know, I don't know what affordable housing means. I don't know if that means low income housing or just housing that you don't have a $2 million mortgage on, you know? That's a good point. That's a good point. Generally, it's it's there are several different levels of qualification and different agencies that will assist you based on your income and also ability to earn income based on location and other factors. How that applies to the property value of a neighborhood, I think, is both a local, state, and federal, where you're talking about multiple layers of that's a lot of good ass questions, Mark. Is basically what I'm saying on a lot yeah. of levels. That's a, but basically somebody purchased the land, like in terms of real estate free market, and is choosing to turn what they purchased into something that falls under someone's definition of an income qualified type of situation. Yeah, 
Right, right. Well, the neighbors are already upset about the deal. Well, of course they are. Of course <laughs> they Obviously. are. Yeah. All I keep hearing is that real estate is like really booming these days. And right. I just know in, in like in my neighborhood, they're just building it like on this building frenzy. So I, I was just kind of surprised that the post is like article after article about all these people having to take, uh, you know, less of a profit on right. these, you know, interesting homes. And the other thing, like I said, that really captured me or really got me was just the fact that a kitchen and a living room, <laughs> there's not much of a difference in these huge luxury homes. You know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, it's not the same builder, but there is a definite certain look inside that a lot of these houses have that are right. very similar. Very homogenous. Yes. Very California. <laughs> Hey, I mean, that's real. It is real. <laughs> maybe yes and maybe no, because some of the sections of Rosie O'Donnell's house look like some of these houses that were also on the West Coast, too. Very similar yeah. in design. I mean, obviously, there's like little differences, of course. Portofino, Sorrento, dude. I, I lived in an apartment complex called Portofino, actually. <laughs> yeah, I lived in an apartment complex called Portofino, Sorrento, uh, Chaparral. 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 Yeah, that's the kind of desert that Temecula is. A shout out to Temecula, California. You're boring. Uh, fuck. I think we've derailed Mark in what he was uh, trying to say. Yeah, you're talking about I cookie cutter houses. House. No, 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 not at all. It kind of falls in what I was saying, which is you it's know. trying to fall into what you were saying, and in spirit yeah. it does. But I'm just like. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Mark, if you want to finish your thought about these well, houses. Yeah, all and, I, and I think that when you live in a huge home like this, I mean, unless you really have a lot of interesting ideas, it's not unusual. I, let's just say for argument's sake, there are 20 different kitchen designs right. for right. those type of homes. Okay, <laughs> right. I just feel like you're just going to end up with one of them, maybe with a little bit of, of differences, but not a whole lot. Is it going to be know? like a gray marble island in the kitchen or will it be a darker marble-ish? Right. Or maybe you'll add in a copper pot rack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to be open concept. It's going to be, you know, recessed lighting. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. it was like similarities like that. Right. I found to be a little bit surprising. Right. You know, if I'm paying $25 million for a mansion or whatever, you know, I would want it to have, you know, a little bit of its own personality. But then you have to have a pretty cool design aesthetic. And how much are you going to pay for your uniqueness in, in, in right. your home, too? So right. there's a lot of other factors. And I think for some of these people, it's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'll take it as it is. Yeah, that's fine. We don't got to do a lot of changes. Like, uh, how many zeros do you want to put behind that ego and sense of mm -hmm. self, granulationally, uh, <laughs> right. in terms of like, look at me and my home and what my home and me. Right. God damn, just give me a nice place. Like a really nice place to live. Yeah. So, but anyway, but I figured I need to look at some of these places, you know, so <laughs> when my next career takes off. <laughs> oh, no. for Yeah. Right. Right. I can have some uh, ideas of uh, <laughs> oh, design aesthetics. Note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is kind of a trip being here. 
in a convention full of all these people after being in isolation, after being in lockdown for so long. We kind of knew it would be this cacophony of people, the voices of, of fun just coming out into the streets. <laughs> We're almost there. Yeah. I mean, individually for us, pretty safe, but yeah. Oh yeah, we're vaxxed, dude. Yeah. I can't tell you like how much of a hypocrite I became once I got that vaccine in me. Right? Yeah. And then I was reminded why I stopped doing certain things before the global pandemic hit. Oh yeah, no, it really uh, <laughs> gives you perspective, you know? <laughs> yep. So, sounds like a new game show. <laughs> That's right. I'll take perspective. <laughs> You have deeply rooted abandonment issues. That's why you have trouble opening up to others and uh, showing any real sense of intimacy to either yourself or the world. Oh, sh man. No, too late. Too <laughs> no, late. No, no, no. Nope. Can't, can't, can't shut that third aisle once it's cracked open. <laughs> and, oh, you, you just got a free perspective. <laughs> you just got a free perspective. That's right. <laughs> you have deeply rooted trauma from a lot of bad shit that happened five years ago that when... Uh, an alternate version of it starts happening all over again. You're just like, ugh. And you think maybe everything you did to fix that a few years prior wasn't just you being crazy. Well, it's like you're in my head, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just called my weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, sexy's always working out some sexy. You know what I mean? I know. Sexy Thor became Sexy Thor for specific reasons. Yeah, that's right. I mean, other than what you used to be, uh, Dr. Donald Blake. Exactly. Actually... The current run of Thor just finished a story arc where Donald Blake actually broke free of the little separate world that Odin would keep him in when Thor would be in reality. And he just went crazy and got powerful and started, like, killing gods. Who, Donald Blake? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what? 60 years of oppression right there. Uh, yeah. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hello, my Harry Potter nerds out there, all my friends. Uh, I am here at the SC Comic Con, and of course, I'm Melissa Klink, as you know. And we are interviewing, I found a wand maker, and I see a large variety of wands here. Just a couple. Uh, just a couple. <laughs> and what is your name, sir? I'm Nathan Love, and I run Rumble and Roar Wand Makers. And do you have a, a website or uh, any kind of information where people can find you? You can get us at facebook.com slash rumble and roar or etsy.com slash shop slash conjuring, which is fun to spell. I'm sure you'll write it down. <laughs> <laughs> conjuring. Well, we'll make sure we get a card so yes. that we can post that information for our listeners. Uh, so what, what inspired you to get into wand making? Uh, it was the last movie, and I was making or I decided to make my own and then my friends wanted one and then their friends wanted one and it snowballed from there if you go to like any kind of manufacturer to find them sure you can find the assortment of the different characters wands but it's nice to have your own unique wand I would imagine yes yes and I see you have a few of them have um, resin handles a few of them I like to I like to work with whatever my hand I can get my hands on so uh, I do the yeah. acrylic ones and you know we have blue flowers in seashells and any kind of material you know if i were to do the same old thing every time it'd just be boring right we uh, we all like to have our own individual type wand don't we yeah, <laughs> it's very true commissions are always open so i, I do customs all the time uh, yeah and i see a lot of like there's woodworking and it looks like there's some paint and like uh 
colorful burl patterns and we've got some different uh, patterns painted on the handles of the wands. Some are, some have, uh, a couple have paint, but most of it's actually inside the material itself. Oh. So like that, that one I'm pointing to that y'all can definitely hear me pointing to is uh, dyed yellow. Um, and then this is the color inside and whatnot, but most of it's actually the natural color of the material. And I've noticed you've even done a few that are replicas of some of the characters. I, I'm Everybody looking, kept asking. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm looking right at Lucius Malfoy's wand yeah. right now with the, with the snake with the eyes and everything. Yeah. That's really awesome. Lucius and Hermione, uh, oh, the Elder Wand, in case you need unlimited elder power. Wand. Oh, wow, yes, yes, yes. And I, I've even seen, um, when I was here yesterday, I saw uh, Bellatrix the Strange's Wand, yes. too, with the curve in it and everything. That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Hers is so, fun to do. And I'm even looking at a wand that looks like it was a hybrid of a wand and a lightsaber. That's pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> it has uh, my ghost spray on it, which is a finish I developed with a lady uh, down the way that does paint stuff. It actually, it goes on clear, but it glows in the dark. Oh, wow. It glows in the dark. Yeah. That is really cool. That is very cool. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, you know, go ahead. Check out our Facebook. We're going to be posting pictures of this. Check the show notes, and you'll know exactly where to get your super badass wand. <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, thank you, man. positive than a new day pancake more fun than a super kick party it's the wrestling podcast from the host who is the hammer swinging burrito eating well you know the rest of thunder talk sexy Thor. it's the ring of thunder found in the thunderverse and among the great podcasts of the eso network my name is Mark McCrane. I'm the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. I'm Dan Klink, co-host of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives features programming trends from the 1966 television season all the way through the last hurrah of the early digital age of the 1990s. On the show, if it's animated, we talk about it. Order your signed copy today at tbsool.com and listen to the podcast at esonetwork.com and all podcast platforms. La 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 well, I just rewatched the Godfather trilogy. You and I, we need to sit down. We need to talk about Godfather 3. Now that they finally let Francis Ford Coppola do his definitive vision of Godfather 3, even though who were they? No one. No one was wanting Francis Ford Coppola back in 1989, bro. No. No one was constraining his vision. <laughs> and we have to talk about that. Well, apparently that uh, death of Michael, well, it said the two things he wanted was that he wanted to call it the death of Michael Corleone. You mm-hmm. didn't want to call it Godfather Part 3? They oh, said, really? no, we're calling it Godfather Part 3. And we know that from production notes from like 87, 88, right? But was, well, he also says on his commentary track, because I, I rewatched my whole DVD set, including his commentary. He's, his commentaries are great. He's very informative, yeah. Yeah, He gets okay. into it. I hear you and he also, and, uh, and the only he moves a scene and makes it longer to the beginning of the film, and that's the only change he makes. What? Yeah, the people go, why, why is this a big deal? It's the same movie. 
<laughs> it's practically the same. That's all he does. That's practically all he does, yeah. He doesn't try to get all flashbacky. No. Like, dude, we, we left so much shit on the floor in part two, man. He didn't do anything like that. No, that was his idea for part four, if they ever got a chance to make oh, it. fuck, dude. Is that... Ooh, yeah, he gets dude. into... The, he, yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently... <laughs> okay, because he uh. talks about... He he wanted... they did. He didn't want to make part three. He thought part two was the perfect ending to the story. Yeah. And I would agree. Yeah. Because at that moment when Michael Corleone damns himself when he has his brother killed at the end. He has spoilers, by the That's way. That's it. Right. But then he, he, start, but he, he wanted to make another movie, but the studio says, we'll do it, but we want a part three of Godfather because giant money maker. He didn't want to do it, but he finally get he, an idea came to him. Says, uh-huh. Okay. And then he, when he was making, he goes, I kind of want to do a part four now. And his idea was he's going to tell, like, you know, Vinnie Corle- Vincent Corleone, who, who Andy Garcia's character. Andy Garcia, yeah. Takes over the family at the end of the movie. Yeah. And he's the son, he's the son of, he's the illegitimate son of Sunday Corleone. They use the same actress who's in like two shots of Godfather Part One. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But his idea was is that he was going to do do another Godfather Part Two format where he's telling the modern story of uh, Vinnie Corleone dealing with the modern drug cartels. And basically, the, the ultimate death of the Corleone family, how their old style mafiosos are going to be are completely wiped out at this point. And for part four is what you're talking about. And it, and it, and it cross cuts with a young Sonny Corleone, who rumor has it was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. What? Yeah. And he uh, uh, the rise of the Corleone family at the same time you're seeing the modern fall of the Corleone family. And that was going to be part four. But then Mario Puzo died and he couldn't make it about Puzo. He wouldn't make it about Puzo. So that was it. Yeah, that was his idea to go, dang it, I kind of, part of me kind of wanted to see that. <laughs> you fucking, for real? Yeah, that's his. that was his idea. They could still do that. Andy Garcia is alive and in relatively good health. Well, and Leonardo Coppola, DiCaprio makes movies. Well, uh, Coppola says he does not, he will not make a Godfather film without Mario Puzo when he passed away. You said that, and I, and I heard that. Yeah. And, but now, I mean, if he's going to do a money grab on Godfather Part 3, where he only extended or jiggered one scene, is what you're saying, right? Yep. That's all he did. And gave him the title he wanted to. Fuck, okay, Mario Puzo's <laughs> dead. God, you know, uh, long live Mario Puzo. Yeah. If you already did that, then fuck it. At this point, who gives a shit? Let's, what, show me what you got. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, no, shit. He's kind of old son, now. Yeah, he's not. Can't be a young. He's kind of old yeah. now. Yeah. Instead, check it out. It's going to be Andy Garcia as the 2021 Vinnie Cor- Vincent Corleone, head of the Corleone Crime Syndicate, and it turns out he's the flashback. He's the past. And uh, uh, what's the actor's name? Titanic. That was Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio is like Vincenzo Corleone II in the year 2070. <laughs> so we're getting sci-fi now? Or? And, it's, and it's, like, it's like the moon, okay? And it very much parallels Vegas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Because Vegas, nobody wanted to even inhabit Vegas until fucking yeah. Vegas. Well, until Bugsy, yeah, Bugsy Siegel had that brilliant idea that Lost money. Damn. Or yeah. fucking what's his ass? He ends up getting shot through the eyeball at the end of Godfather Part 1 when the oh, family uh, makes amends. Mo He's, Green. Mo Green's third yeah. generation cyborg or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all about Vincenzo Corleone II. 
Uh, Johnny Fontaine's Frank Sinatra and uh, Justin Timberlake. Bam, right there. Herman the Roth is uh, Meyer Lansky. The, yep. the ghost <laughs> robot of Hyman Roth. It's got to be George Clooney. Duh. <laughs> and yeah, dude, we're going to CG yeah. fucking Marlon Brando the same way they did in Superman 2006 or maybe oh, or five. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah. pull some of that bullshit. What's his ass is still alive. Uh Hey, what's oh my god? Uh, Stallone? No, <laughs> god damn it! Uh, Al Pacino, Al Pacino. Yeah. Oh, Al Pacino! <laughs> be like, dude, hey, Al Pacino. We just need you to play Al Pacino for like fucking maybe seven minutes. Is going to make it on the screen? Oh. Hey, ooh, uh. yeah, it's Money in the Bank right there. Godfather Four. I am for it. And you know, pay the estate of Mario Puzo money because you want to put his name on it. See, now I'm imagining like a futuristic Mo Green, like having a red laser eye with like, oh, yeah. cyber, kind of like cyborg or Kano or cable. Let's <laughs> go straight into Mortal Kombat. <laughs> If you think about the entirety of civilization, you know, I think that we've come a long ways and we fall back. We come a long ways, we fall back. And, you know, so just now are we entering a time period where, you know, it's not all about the dudes and, and, and the dudes opinions. And, it, you know, so we're saying, hey, yeah, that type of behavior is that's. That's not kosher. Yeah, it's not kosher. And, and we, we shouldn't have accepted it at all, but we can't turn back time, right? So I just had the thought the other day. I was driving to work at like four o'clock in the morning. It's dark. I drive down a two lane highway that has like hardly any lights. And there was a car behind me. And whenever I turned, that car turned. My first thought is I got to get somewhere populated right now because this could be dangerous. And I realized that like women just going about their lives, we always have this constant like this could be dangerous in the back of our heads over simple things. It turned out it was one of my coworkers, so they were going the same place I was. But I was still terrified like someone was going to like rape and murder me <laughs> yeah well and also it's the you never know until it's too late kind mm -hmm. of thing and then it's like it's the woman's fault because she wasn't being smart and she wasn't right staying safe yep no i just saw a thing on instagram either this morning or yesterday where it was basically like everything is the woman's fault like mm -hmm. a guy tricked you oh well you should have been smarter than that you should have known he was a bad guy right but then it's like oh well that guy was nice and you didn't know he was nice how could you not know he was a nice guy yeah you know i actually posted something on facebook that i had seen and i shared it where uh they were talking about a case of a woman 
being assaulted and then these guys are looking at the newspaper and saying, oh, well, she deserved it. Look at the way she's dressed. She was asking for it. So then they go through this whole scenario of women, like like there's a woman in a f- three-piece suit who walks into a meeting room and is like, I just came for that promotion. And he's like, what? What promotion? She's like, well, look at me. I'm asking for it. <laughs> and then just like walks out. Like, or there's a woman at the park wearing like a giant bone on her face. Like, I really want a dog. <laughs> like, I'm asking for it. I'm asking for it. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's these types of conversations that are just now, our society is just now having, right? Yeah. That I, I believe that many men, unfortunately, considered themselves or have been willfully ignorant about... Yeah. What is going on with the other half of the population, or what they're having, what what they're having to go through? And luckily, I do see there are, you know, like we know some really great dudes, and they're they are actively they're, they're like they're, I mean, Dan, he's trying, to, you know, he, here's one, he's trying to actively change his behavior, you know, like, you know, so we see this, the society is actually changing. It's just that you do have these people in politics and everything, the Matt Gates of the world, you know, that are trying to pull back. Live from Studio A, WTLK, The Thunder. Welcome, Thunderburst, yet another WTLK. I know it's been a little while. But, of course, we're back with the regular old WTLK. Of course, with the way we're doing this, you got a WTLK on the other episode, of which whatever this one drops on, whether it's choose your delusion or use your delusion, whatever we're calling it, one or two. And this is being recorded and obviously listened to over a month after SC Comic-Con. So what's been going on since then? Well... Trailers, of course. More trailers. Ha 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 ha. We finally gotten a trailer for Eternals, which I think we've probably been waiting on for like a year and a half now. And strangely enough, there's at least a couple different cameos of Cap's shields. And of course, a Cap mention when one of them asks, you know, who's going to lead the Avengers now that Iron Man and Cap's gone? And they're like, me. And they're like, ha 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 ha. <sighs> But of course, seeing that trailer also just struck me that holy shit, Richard Madden and Kit Harrington are in the same thing again. And I got struck with all those old Game of Thrones feels. Yes, I am one of the ones who loved the dragon show before it ended in a sucky way, but whatever, those problems are so 2019 question mark. One of the few problems that was on 2019, am I right? And sometime before the Eternals trailer, we got the Shang-Chi trailer. Didn't really show too much or explain too much. Just a bunch of kick-ass action coming our way from the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Dragon Con weekend. Which, as I'm recording this on May 25th, that is apparently 100 days away. So, it's about to get real. And there was also the trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage. Which seems to be have a lot more uh, buddy cop element between Eddie Brock and Venom, and it just really seems like it's going to be a really entertaining September. 
And we, of course, got the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. And by that, I mean a picture of a mobile trailer that says Spider-Man No Way Home. Ha ha ha. I'm not really expecting a No Way Home trailer until at least Black Widow's release. Still for July 9th. Hmm. Are we, like, closer to a Black Widow release as we've ever been without it being delayed on us? Did that sentence make sense? I don't know, probably not. But July 9th, and so far there are still no more delays to announce for movie theaters because movie theaters are still happening. So, optimism? I don't want to say we're safe and clear out the way of it, but we're doing pretty good so far. Because so far, A Quiet Place 2 is actually selling twice as many tickets as it did pre-pandemic. And Fast and Furious 9 is on its way a month from now. And even some journalists and critics have already gotten to view it at early screenings, live and in person. So this is a thing that's happening, people. And so far, I have watched Spiral, The Book of Saw, and Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was an alright movie. Wasn't good, but I had fun with it. I liked all the nice little cameos and Easter eggs, and they potentially have a lot of good stuff primed and set for if they want to do some sequels, and I hope they do get the chance to do some sequels and hopefully make them better movies. But yeah, it was fun, but it was also kind of a miss for me. And Spiral, it was a bit of a left turn from what you would, what you would expect from a Saw movie. I know it scored like 60% off. Rotten Tomatoes, which for me to cite critics and all that is very uncharacteristic of Sexy Thor and I should probably uh, stop, but it ticked all my basic boxes for what I like to see out of a Saw movie, plus seeing Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson interact was just like, oh my goodness, has this happened yet? I've never seen this happen, and I wish it happened a little bit more in the movie. Like, that part was kind of small, but I know this wasn't a movie centered completely around those two. But if they did another movie together where they had more interaction, not necessarily in the Spiral or Saw series, but, but any sort of movie with Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson as the two leads, I would be okay with that. And also, we we're about, I guess at this point, halfway through or over halfway through with Star Wars The Bad Batch, and it's pretty good. I'm just still very much ready for Loki on June 9th, and the What If animated series coming to Disney Plus, which will be in August. And speaking of August, the Titans cast announced in an online video that season three of Titans will be coming in August, which is still between now and the 100 days to Dragon Con. So like I said before, it's about to get real. The Hulu Marvel animated series, well, I guess you could call it animated or claymation or whatever, Modoc is out. I've seen just the first two episodes so far, but they are both bizarre and hilarious. I definitely advise you check it out and I'll keep you posted as to how I'm liking the series as I go through it. But now I'm getting hit with all the streaming shows after a while of not having a whole lot, which isn't true because I've had WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, but they release one episode a week, so you know, no pressure to jump on all that. Season 5B of Lucifer is finally coming out on the 28th, which will probably be the post day for this. Maybe. 
So lots of great stuff to do coming here this summer as we are starting to get on the road to Dragon Con from random streaming shows of canceled comic book shows that have somehow doubled its lifespan since it was first canceled, Lucifer, or the return of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies on top of the continuation of its shows. Like I said, even if you don't like going to pools, which after the vicious sunburn I got a couple weeks ago, I think I'm good on that for the next three years. There's plenty of stuff to do on the inside, including listen to Thunder Talk when we actually put them out. And with that said, this has been WTLK The Thunder. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. Um, Dan not only speaks in his sleep, he also speaks when he's half asleep. And it's usually based on something that he was kind of thinking about to begin with. But then he kind of half fell asleep and like he thinks I was in on the thought and he'll keep elaborating on it. (laughs) And I'll have no clue what the heck he's talking about. I'm like, I sure that time when we did that thing, uh huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember one time specifically, I, uh, I, I think I, had, I told you that that robot sassed me out of a college education. Yes. Yeah, because I was thinking about how this fucking robot came along and was a better breakdancer than I was and therefore ended up getting that college scholarship, you know, for breakdancers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> well, I've had a, some like the opposite situation, you know, so what? like I would make I would, you know, in terms of the whole sleeping thing. So if Ron and I are watching something and then he suddenly falls asleep um, and I know he's sleeping, you know, like he'll fall asleep for like two minutes and then wake up. And right. then I'll say to him, like, what were we just talking about? Oh, you know, knowing full <laughs> well, knowing he full has well. no way. <laughs> He has no way of knowing what we were just talking sure. about because, <laughs> you know, I was having a conversation with him, but he was sleeping and I didn't know he was sleeping. <laughs> and uh, so how could he know what we're talking about? Right. But, you know, Ron will still try to answer the question. He'll think about <laughs> we're, it'll be something from a half hour earlier or maybe 20 minutes earlier, you know. Sure. He'll, he will um, maybe mention that. I'm like, no, that wasn't it. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, you know. You know, and then he starts laughing and I start laughing and then, you know, huh. um, and then it becomes sort of like a, a bad Perry Mason episode where it's like, all right, where were you on the night of October 9th That's right. uh, last year? Yeah. <laughs> and I never slept with that woman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, yeah. Okay. So. so if I can ask, Melissa and Mark, uh, two people that willfully fuck with those of us who they know are vulnerable during uh, that midpoint between sleep and consciousness, part of doing it is certainly for your own amusement. Am I right? Yeah. Only part? Yeah, right? (laughs) How much of that is you being all like, I was really into what I was saying, and I just found out you weren't. In fact, you weren't even awake. 
Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I kind of get a kick out of it because sometimes I think I talk too much anyway, even when we're just chilling out and watching something in bed. Depending on what the topic is, if it's something that he's heard a hundred times already. I don't want to hear the story for the 15th time. Thank you. Right, yeah. right, exactly. I am starting to understand this friendship a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I could call you Ron and Mark could call Ron Melissa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, sure. no, I mean, dude, Ron and Melissa get on, get along like, Famously. Really well, right. Yeah, exactly. 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 Well, now we're joined by a young man who is cosplaying for the very first time. Uh, What's your name, son? Uh, My name is Brock Klink. Brock Klink. Wow. Hey, my my last name is Klink. Crazy. That sounds familiar. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not the coolest last name, but, you know, right on. Yeah, right first name. What is that, Dutch? Uh, Government secret. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Sokovian intelligence. Exactly. So this is your first time cosplaying. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you got going on here. Uh, you know, uh, I figured, uh, I think, it, I thought it would be um, interesting, you know, depending on, uh, I mean, seeing how with the times right now with co- uh, coronavirus and everything, I thought it would be kind of ironic if I uh, dressed up as a plague doctor. A little on the nose, yeah? What? A little on the nose, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the mask, you, uh, tell us about the... That, is that homemade? Oh, yes, it is, actually. This is homemade by uh, my mother. Oh, really? Yeah? Yes. Tell us about your mom. Is she, uh... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, what's your impression, uh, being your first time cosplaying? How does it feel to kind of get out there and express yourself like this? Uh, you know, it feels kind of fun. Yeah? Right on. You enjoying the con? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. You need some money? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Okay, cool. You need some money? No. Can I borrow 20 bucks? Yeah, right? <laughs> so, Sexy Thor, one thing that I've kind of noticed is, uh, though everyone's certainly thrilled to be out again, there's a bit of apprehension and, uh, I don't want to say really awkwardness, but, uh, well, we've hit up a lot of people for interviews and a lot of people have uh, declined, which has not been the case in the past. Yeah, no, I think it's just a lot of people have been uh, just recently finally been able to get back in the world and do stuff like this. I mean, that's also similar to the case for you and I, but, you know, I've also had like a daytime job where I've been pretty much in person in places for like five six days a week and yeah you haven't been so like, i'm yeah. like yeah I, I don't think i've been truly like you know isolated or sheltering in place since last august yeah right yeah uh, as opposed to me who i've been hiding in the uh, my dan cave this last year plus and even for me getting out there it's been you know kind of kind of you know got to oil the gears you know got to got to get back into that groove so i, I kind of feel that uh that that energy of everyone is still waking up so to speak you know yeah exactly and even like i've noticed just through the course of this day like your delivery of feeling like i'm 
band with ESO Network, so on and so forth, has been like smoothing out as the afternoon has progressed. Yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, SC Comic Con is like uh, it's almost it's almost like a cup of coffee, you know, after <laughs> a, after a long miserable night. Yes, and of course the adopted and some would say almost literal birthplace of Thunder Talk. Oh yeah, SC Comic Con Thunder Talk. Yeah, it's where we uh, well, it's where we met Mike Faber in the ESO Network. This is uh, this place has a lot of special special memories for us. Exactly, and he, even if it's just you know regular times or times like these, it's always it's always great being here. Always great being here. Coming home to SC Comic Con. Exactly. Ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. My book covers the Big Bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. to be free yeah Riker is letting us know he's ready to be free so Beth yes you like beta tested I don't know who else saw it but me it was like 9am on a Friday like a month ago all of a sudden Riker shows up on Twitch and I get a notification as like a beta test we are testing the puppy cam yeah, what's, uh, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, you know, you'll let us know when you're ready to let us know about what that's all about. Yeah, well, I'll be able to have a puppy cam while I stream, but of course, it's difficult to get to stream because we have a puppy that requires time and energy. Yeah, yeah, again, everybody, the reason this episode is a uh, long time coming is 100% Beth and Kavika's fault. Just remember uh, that. And technical difficulties on Dan's part. Hello. Hey. Don't blame it all on me, bruh. Mark, where can everybody find you? Find us. Find it. The truth. Best Saturdays of Our Lives. Uh, obviously, the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is available on the ESO network and all podcasting platforms. That's right. Uh, you can also go to the Best Saturdays of Our Lives website or just type in tbsool.com. And uh, you can uh, see really cool pictures and listen to the podcast. And if you so feel inclined, uh, order a book. Uh, And I would send you a signed copy of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives with maybe a cool sticker and magnet as well. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Mark MCTBSOOL. Or you can also check me out on Instagram, Best Saturdays of Our Lives. 
I took your book to SC Comic-Con. Mark, Mark physically wasn't there, but the best Saturdays of our lives were represented. The, the best Saturdays really of our cool. lives champion. Mr. <laughs> J.T. Wheatley. Cur, cur, Colonel, Colonel Wheatley, as they call him in Kentucky. Or do you know, do you not, do you not? I have no military ranking last I checked. So. Oh, no, but a Kentucky <laughs> Colonel has nothing to do with military. It all has to do yeah. with, uh, well, I mean, it but, could have to do with chicken. Well, I never made delicious fried chicken either, so I don't... Have you been to Kentucky? I feel like I have. I must have, because I have an uncle that lives in Tennessee, so I might, I must have, <laughs> might, have, I might have wandered in there. You know? We all have that uncle in Tennessee. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Now that I'm older, I really want to go because Jack Daniels is there, so I kind of want to... Oh, well, tell him I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> History Comic Books, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find History Comics Podcast and all your uh, podcasting platforms, Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, Himalaya, and so forth. Also, visit the History Comic Books uh, Podcast Facebook page. Follow me on uh, History of Comic Books at Twitter and also the uh, on Instagram as well. Beth, where can we find you? On Twitter, at Noplahoma. Also, twitch.tv slash Noplahoma whenever I can find time to stream again. I have got some uh, new games, so I should Get on that. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. <sighs> Stream Daddies. I used that in a Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast description. Stream Daddy. Dream yeah. Daddy's great. Mark and I brought you uh, the best damned, uh, some of the best damned animated Dream Daddies in animated history. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kicking butts, but not nuts. Sexy Thor. Sexy Ring of Sexy Thunder. Sexy. You can find Ring of Thunder on Apple... <laughs> Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find those sweet, sweet ESO podcasts. And find right. it on the socials at Ring of Thunder across the big three, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Not TikTok. Never be TikTok. Some people like TikTok, man. I don't see why. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, Dad. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Keep and going. you can email me at ringofthunderpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. That simple. That elegant. Ugh. Why aren't why don't why aren't you showing up on Best Editors of Our Lives podcast? Hey, I'm still pissed I wasn't on the Wonder Woman episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, I got a freaking Wonder Woman shrine over here. Yeah, I I, I know I, I started that shrine. By the I way. know. <laughs> oh shit, that makes me like double culpable then. Yeah. <laughs> hey Mark, can we do a special portion segment of Best yeah. Saturdays where we have Melissa on the show in order to help save my marriage? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can definitely okay. do another Wonder Woman. There it is. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop. Starring Beth Allo, Adam Wedston, Melissa Klink. Kavika Allo, J.T. Wheatley, Mark McRae, Anthony Arbizo, and Dan Klink. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. I, I, I will still like the human that I crush beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will feel somewhere deep in the crackles of my heart.
you know, and the cackle. I, I would be like, oh, maybe I should have stepped on grandma. But she was in my way. It's time for grandma. <laughs> grandma got run over back of Ica. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.